Hello, and welcome to The Confident Commit, the podcast for anyone who wants to join the conversation on how to deliver software better and faster. If you're looking to build a toasted chip, tune in less confidently commit. You're listening to the season three finale. I'm your host, Rob Zuber, CTO of CircleCI, the industry leader in all things CI and CD. This has been an awesome season talking about teams. We've had a chance to hear stories from folks all over the industry like Opendoor, Apollo GraphQL, SourceGraph, Pulumi, and more. And today we're going to take a minute to reflect back on some of those learnings, talk about some of the pieces that I took away, and then take a brief moment to look forward into what you can all get excited about for season four. We had the opportunity to kick off the season with Gene Kim, which was unsurprisingly a really fun time, tons of useful insights. Absolutely recommend that you listen to the whole episode if you haven't already. Um, But one of the things that I really enjoyed about that was how we quickly transitioned from the teams themselves and the structure of teams into collections of teams, teams of teams, uh, things like overhead between teams, uh, communication, coordination, et cetera. Um, I think Gene had some really, ins- really interesting insights on this, and I'll, I'll let him take it from here to explain that himself. Yeah, I think one of the key um, kind of telling indicators, right, is, you know, what is the coordination cost in the system? Uh, when mm-hmm. coordination costs are high, you spend all your energy and time coordinating with no time left over for the value creating activities, right, that around collaboration. Mm-hmm. And, and so the opposite is, um, you know, when everyone's liberated to do – you know, creative, solving tough problems, uh, but also kind of all these things that, you know, uh, people who've studied modularity would recognize. It's like they can act and experiment locally, independently. Um, and so this is what creates agility and development, resilience and operations. And I think this, more than anything, is a lot what allows us to, to make performance go exponential. Again, fantastic insights into the overhead that can keep teams from being successful and the possibilities to create the space to enable them to have the autonomy they need to do the work that's really important. But in order to have that autonomy, one of the things that that I believe is really important is alignment uh, across the organization. And someone who had some really important insights on this was Raji Subramanian of Opendoor talking about aligning the vision and mission of the engineering organization with the vision and mission of the company as a whole. But as I look at an engineering organization, many times I'm asked, should an engineering organization have a vision that's very different from the company's vision? Are they the same or are they different? And one way I've always looked at it, and I've, uh, this is something that I've learned through the journey, is that engineering is the means to that end. And if the company's vision is that end, the engineering journey and the vision is, how do you actually create that template to get to that end? So I really appreciate that perspective that the role of the engineering organization, R&D, you know, whatever, honestly, any part of your organization uh, is to deliver against the goals of the organization as a whole. And so that alignment is, is really, really critical. And again, if you're interested in going a little deeper, each one of these episodes, these guests have tons more to say, um, would absolutely recommend going and listening to the whole thing. So going from there, now we have a foundation of uh, autonomy, as we discussed with Gene, um, and then alignment around the overall goals, as we discussed with Raji. Then we got into a little bit uh, with a few different guests around the team itself. What is it that makes the team successful? And one of those first points 
comes from a great conversation with Joe Duffy of Palumi, where he was talking about creating the environment within the team for everyone to bring their contributions and their creativity. Let's look at that now. You know, somebody would toss out an idea and you'd hear somebody say, oh, that's stupid. It would never work or what? And when, you, when you're in that environment, you, you actually get kind of worn down. You stop sharing your ideas. You stop contributing. And that's the opposite of psychological safety. The idea is that you're not afraid to participate in team activity, in solving problems for the business, that you're actually encouraged to do that. And the space is made, you know, for, for those contributions. And I think that that's hard to do, but when you have it, it feeds on itself and you build this amazing collaborative culture. Absolutely agree with Joe, this perspective on the environment and the team, how important it is to create space for everyone to contribute. Uh, and sometimes that can be hard and sometimes it takes work and it's really about the, the environment that you create. Um, and one of our other guests, Matt DeBurgulis from Apollo GraphQL, talked uh, a little bit about a story from, from his very early days and how as a very junior developer, he was brought in and, and given space to work. And, and ultimately, a couple of things came out of that. One, that the environment itself was important, but two, that as we traverse this, you know, down to the team and up to the organization perspective, a big part of that does come from the overall organizational perspective. And then some of it happens at the team level, but let's hear Matt's words on that. I barely remember what I worked on. Yeah, I barely remember the technology. I mean, I, I could probably jot down some of it, but what I remember is just mm -hmm. how it felt. I remember the camaraderie. I remember the respect. Um, the confidence they had in, in, in me as a kid. And that, that's the thing that really sticks with you. So I, I just feel like that comes to culture and, and values and what you try to create and yeah. it matters. So after talking to many folks about uh, the structure of teams and what makes teams really successful and, and building those teams and the environment that you create, we went on a little bit of an adventure or, or took a turn and talked to jazz guitarist, Jeff Massonari about, groups that come together very dynamically, maybe just for one show, maybe for a couple of events, and what the conditions are to allow that to be successful. Let's hear what he had to say. For me, I think the most important thing is being individually prepared and at a skill level where the interactiveness and openness can happen. And without that, so if you've got three people that are really great players and and the skill level in the musical domain and then a certain attitude and openness of mind mm. and lack of ego, really important. So the big takeaway there, we spent a lot of time thinking about teams and the unit uh, of a lot of work in software delivery is, is the team, but never underestimate the value of the individual bringing their A game, everybody bringing their A game, being prepared, having the skills, but then checking their egos at the door. I love that message. And while we talked to some other folks about teams, we also learned some really interesting things about, uh, about what, things that are happening in our industry. And so I wanted to take a couple moments to, to replay those because I thought they were, were really insightful. Let, let me start by saying that like uh, dev and ops and dev sec ops, the idea of having teams working together around common purposes um, uh, whether you're using tools or, you know, anything else, um, that idea is fundamentally a human practice. And mm -hmm. there are things that we've all built and, uh, and tried to implement that, uh, that, uh, make that easier to do well. Um, but 
the there is this natural evolution of uh, of the way that services get delivered, um, where you start uh, at at a certain scale. You're a small team, small organization, and um, you you know you you have uh, multiple teams maintaining multiple components of a stack, a platform, if you will. Um, and uh, over time, uh, as you get bigger and more sophisticated, um, it becomes really obvious that there are certain either infrastructural or software stack or other components um, that uh, are part of that platform that that need their own dedicated team, own specialists, et cetera. And then there's these people that are just engaged in in terrible content marketing strategies that I'm sure are working for them, but are actually poisoning the discussion um, because uh, uh, what people want to hear and learn about, it's like, what am I supposed to do in my career? And you've got, you know, someone with these repeated uh, little clickbait things popping up. So other than that, I think it's awesome that we are seeing the maturing of uh, of a platform uh, approach um, that is, again, the same thing that every large company does. We're just now seeing it start to distribute out. So there you go. You got me to talk about, <laughs> about the, the conflict. I always wanted to be 10 times more productive. I was never happy. Yeah. Right. And it's finally happening right now. So my advice from the bottom up is go learn it. If you haven't been playing with ChatGPT to make it right code and learn the instincts that you need in order to deal with this new thing that has like a variable trust surface, just like when Google search came out, you couldn't trust the first search result Google gave you, right? It took time for us to like understand mm -hmm. those things, but you, meant you need to be doing that right now as an engineer, as a team, whatever, learning how these things work because they're an accelerator. And if you don't accelerate it, your competitors will. As I was reflecting on these two clips, I thought it was a little bit ironic that Jesse Robbins from Heavybit in that first clip is so effectively stating that we don't really have revolutions. We constantly are seeking them. We're trying to pretend that we have them, but we have natural evolutions of the ways in which we fundamentally do our work, think about our work. And, and that's important. It's important to, to recognize, you know, the hype stream and separate it from the things that are really going to be of value to you. On the other hand, Steve Yegi of Sourcegraph is effectively talking about a revolution uh, in the second when he's talking about the state of AI and specifically generative AI and the shift that's, that's, that's having on our business. And if you're not paying attention to that, how that might impact you. And again, I, while it feels like a weird uh, paradox, I think the important thing that you can take away from that is knowing what's really fundamental and what is effectively marketing over things that have been happening for a really long time. I would advise you to pay attention to both. I would advise you to listen to both those episodes because there's some other great insights in there. And one other thing that I would highlight is that they both really come down fundamentally to human endeavors and whether it's the practices around DevOps and that being a truly human set of um, functions, human set of behaviors, or AI and the, how that impacts or affects the way that we as humans are going to function. Ultimately, what matters is the work and how we think about doing the work. The thematic question that we asked every one of our guests this season was to tell us a little bit about the best team that they've ever worked on and also how and when they knew that it was a great team. So I'm going to take a moment now to tell you my own story. Um, 
And I might be a little bit of a cheat because one of those team members uh, still works with me at Circle CI, but it's a long time ago uh, and a very, very different experience. So um, in around 2011, I started a company with a couple other folks called Copious. We were building a marketplace, a consumer marketplace. Um, and it was, it was very much a startup. Um, and we went through a lot of really, really interesting cycles, um, you know, market changes, shifts in dynamics. And a lot of those were the testing points or proving points that we really did have a great team. Um, I was Jim Rose, who's the CEO of Circle CI now, was my co-founder in that business. Um, but again, it was a, a very, very different time. So we started out with just three of us. We um, we started testing ideas. And it was very early that I was starting to get the sense of how great this was going to be. And I think what really drove that was our willingness as a group to try things, um, to iterate on them, to learn quickly, and the lack of any ego attached to any of that. Um, one of the first things we did was run a very quick experiment. We built a bunch of tooling to make that happen, but we were totally comfortable throwing out that tooling and anything that we built because we knew that we had learned what we needed to learn and we were going to go down a different path. And it was about building the business, not about anything that, that any one of us had, had specifically built. Everything was for the purpose of finding new information and learning as quickly as possible as we were searching product market fit and our willingness to iterate in particular, as we learn new things or as we added more people to the team. So we were also growing what feels rapidly. I mean, we were never a massive, massive organization, but we were growing rapidly, adding folks. And everybody that joined added some new perspective, was comfortable sharing that perspective and bringing it to the table and helped us move faster. We were all very focused on delivering value, understanding the customer and figuring out where the opportunity was. So there were some early tests, as I said, in terms of comfort iterating, willingness to move quickly and learn, and the focus of putting all of those learnings on the table, regardless of where they came from, evaluating what our best options were and moving forward. It felt like we were always moving forward. And then all of that was really tested um, a little later in the business when um, the foundation of the business, we were built on top of the Facebook marketplace, um, sorry, the Facebook platform. Uh, we were a marketplace built on top of the Facebook platform. Again, back in, this is probably about 2013, Facebook made some fundamental changes in their business that really impacted negatively the business that we were building. But our response was not, well, I guess we're done. Let's go you know, pack our bags and find jobs, but rather to look for new opportunities with the ideas and capabilities that we created, pivoting into first a, a mobile-oriented marketplace, or sorry, yeah, mobile-oriented marketplace, then some other mobile ideas and mobile tools, which ultimately became tooling for mobile CI/CD, which is how we ended up at Circle CI. But the ability to transition through all of those things, because we were always in search of valuable ideas for customers and things that we could see feedback and quick response on in order to identify this is a real opportunity that we can go after and the willingness of everyone around to go through that cycle and iterate quickly. I don't know if I can say it enough, uh, was huge. I think a huge, a big part of that, you know, to the point of some of the other things in this episode, we all felt very comfortable with each other. We all brought our A game. Nobody attached their ego to anything they had done to date. It was all about finding the right thing for the customer and the right thing for us to go pursue that allowed us to go through such a, a rapid and significant 
set of shifts and ultimately end up finding success. And I think that's part of what excites me so much about working on now CircleCI is enabling others to go through those sorts of cycles very quickly and find their product market fit. And on that theme of iterating and learning, we've been working on the podcast for a couple of years now. We feel like we're barely scratching the surface on some really uh, interesting subjects, and there's so many more subjects to uh, to consider. So as we prepare for the next season, we're looking at a slightly different format where we're going to try to go a little deeper on a few key subjects that feel like they're impacting many different businesses today as they think about delivering software effectively. Uh, those topics are going to be security, reliability, generative AI, back to that one for a little bit, domain-driven design, and unsurprisingly, continuous delivery. If there's someone you want us to interview uh, on any of these topics, reach out to us on Twitter at CircleCI. If there's anything else that you think we should be talking about, we'd love to hear from you as well. Um, and of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, any of our other episodes, please uh, subscribe on your podcast provider of choice. Thanks again for listening as always and looking forward to seeing you at the beginning of season four.